This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also, there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the Notes app on your phone, and let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to this special series of the podcast where I'll be speaking to female podcasters about their podcasting journey so far, the lessons they've learned, any challenges they've overcome or faced, and what advice they would give you, someone starting out in the podcasting space. So let's go meet today's guest. I would love to welcome today's guest, Lauren Wrighton. Lauren is a podcast strategist and the host of the Podcast Manager Show. Lauren, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. No, it's great to have you as my second guest in this special spotlight series. So I would love if you would be able to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit more about your business and of course your podcast. Yes. So uh, I guess first things first, I'm a wife and a mom to three little girls. And I started my journey to become a podcast manager back in 2018, although I started my very first business in 2012. So between 2012 and 2016, uh, I was trying a lot of, out a lot of things, figuring out what wasn't working. <laughs> a lot of stuff wasn't working. <laughs> so I was just <laughs> learning, lots and lots of learning. And then in 2016, I started a podcast with a friend. Uh, and my oldest was six months old. And so we were we were just kind of doing it for fun. I was working part-time. So I had some free time on my hands. <laughs> free time, you know, as much as you do yeah, with a six-month-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's what got me into podcasting. And then in 2018, that's when I started my career as a freelancer. And, you know, here I am now, three years later, I still have a couple clients as a podcast manager, but mainly, you know, helping freelancers become podcast managers. Wow. Amazing. And of course, in case anyone cares to know, I am one of Lauren's students. So I am absolutely delighted, absolutely delighted to be having this conversation with Lauren today. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And I love chatting with you. So yeah, thank you. (laughs) I would love to know a little bit more about what your journey has been like so far. You touched on it a little bit already in terms of you had your first show and now, you know, you've kind of pivoted a little bit and now you're onto your second. Tell us a little bit about your Mm. journey and where you kind of started to where you are now. Yeah. So like I said, a friend and I, I was working in fitness at the time. I worked full-time in fitness and then went down to part-time when my first daughter was born. So we were, we had the entrepreneurial spirit. So we thought, hey, let's start a podcast about fitness. My friend is a registered dietitian. So we're like, let's start a podcast and chat and see where it takes us. 
like we didn't have any real specific goals, but we didn't do it just out of being a hobby. Like we were hoping that it would go somewhere. And so we started that at the end of 2016, not knowing anything about podcasting. Like we had listened to podcasts. We loved podcasts, but neither of us had any experience in editing. We literally knew nothing, right? Like we knew nothing. And so I was the one to edit and produce the show and I, I just taught myself like I, it's weird because I don't even really remember how I taught myself. I mean, I want to say YouTube. <laughs> Probably YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Right. But like I just I, there was very low standards for me and her. We were like, <laughs> let's just like make it sound OK. Just get it up. Yeah. Get it up. So, yeah, we ran that show. It's actually still up and running, but I was on the show until the beginning of 2019. And I told her, hey, I had seven clients at the time. Well, our show was my seventh client. So I had six other paying clients at the time and I was running out of time to work. And I was like, I love doing this show with you, but I've really found my passion in working behind the scenes. So I had to have that tough conversation and say, you should do it on your own. Like you can do it. So she took a, like a six month break, I believe, but she still has it up. Um, So she's still running that show by herself. So yeah, I was not a podcaster from 2019 until uh, the middle of 2020 was whenever I started my now show that's been up for a year that's all about podcast management. So yeah, I've learned a lot of things because the first show was very much like us two friends talking about something we loved. The second show, my current show is very specific, very niched, and I, you know, very strategic. That is amazing. And I want to address a bit of an elephant in the room because I think a lot of people think that podcasting is new Mm. because of COVID, because of the pandemic, but you've just proven, you know, five years ago, you started your first show. Mm. And I think the podcasting kind of come about, has it been seven, eight years now? So it has been quite a long time. Yeah. But with the pandemic, it's just kind of exploded and people are starting podcasts left right and center Mm -hmm. but yeah it shows you that there's some real like your friend is a a proper podcast veteran I would call her yeah yeah for sure but then you go to like podcasting conferences and there's people there that have had podcasts for 10 15 years and you're like what was it even like back then yeah right so crazy because podcasting has been around for a long time, has like twenty years. Oh wow! Or more, right? Yes. I it was like seven, yeah. Eight. Yeah. No. 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 So much longer. But you know, and it was very indie and just not mainstream at all because it was really like a spinoff right. of radio. You know, it was very radio like. But in 2014, I believe, maybe 2013. No, 2014 was when Serial came out. If you're familiar with, it's a really, really popular show about a specific murder case that was the first season. So it came out, and for whatever reason, everybody loved it. I mean, I love it. I'm one of those people. But it brought a ton of mainstream traffic to podcasting because it was that good. And it really started this whole like murder mystery vibe that the podcasting has now. So that was in 2014. That was a big pivotal moment for podcasting. And then like you said, 2020 was another pivotal moment where, you know, on Amazon, they were running out of mics because everybody (laughs) was like, I'm stuck in my house. I've got things to say. I'm I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, we ran out of a lot last year. I don't know what it was like in the US, but in, in the UK, totally off topic guys like people went crazy for toilet paper so i am not surprised to hear about mics absolutely crazy 
Okay, so that's the really, really good um, story. So tell us a little bit more about the lessons you learned, any challenges you face, especially moving from, like you mentioned, two friends having a conversation to your own show. And I do know that sometimes you do solo, sometimes you interview your students or you have other guest experts. So tell me what that switch was like. Yeah. So what I loved about my first show was that I was doing it with a friend and it was fun, but we weren't getting a lot of feedback from our audience. And I, I really did not like that. Like I, I just wanted to always fix that problem. It felt like a big problem to me that like we weren't hearing from people. Like we'd hear from a random person like once a month. It was just odd to speak into a microphone and wonder what people thought, right? And so that was a big struggle that I had as a podcaster early on was not getting feedback and wondering if what I was saying was resonating. And then from a personal aspect too, I am very much a talker. It is a strength. And it is a weakness. (laughs) It is actually my number one Clifton strength is communication. But man, I know how to use it as a weakness. (laughs) So so really... So really refining that has been a personal goal of mine over the last years. I actually thought that if I started a podcast, like I would just get better at speaking. No, because there's no one telling you to stop doing right, the things. Right, in a bit, yeah. Exactly, or whatever it is, right. But because I was always editing myself and my friend, I started noticing like, okay, Lauren, you don't have to keep circling around the point. Like I refined myself somewhat. Anyway, this whole thing about the community and people talking back, the audience talking back, I was really hesitant on starting my own podcast, my second podcast, because I didn't want that to happen again. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, this is such a natural marketing strategy. So of course I have to start one. Plus, I just love the niched, niched, niched. (laughs) The fact that I have a podcast for podcast managers. Like if you're even a podcaster, it doesn't really apply. Yeah, it can, but like specific. it's so niched, right? So I really love that. So I was like, yep, I'm going for it. And because my topics are so directed at a very certain type of person, I get a lot of feedback. That is really what keeps me going with the show is that I know what to talk about because I get feedback on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I'm just, I feel so grateful But And it wasn't just luck, though. It was talking to the right people and talking about things that they need to know and that they want to know. Yeah. No, it's interesting you say that because I was on a call earlier with someone in my network. And it's funny because as podcasters, yes, we want to hear from our community. But as a new podcaster myself, and still slightly in a bit of shock, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, when people do provide that feedback, I'm a bit like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really know. Uh, it's great to hear it, but I'm still, for sure. I'm only like 14 episodes in. Yeah. So I'm just still like, mm. don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> it's still awkward. a baby. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I posted on LinkedIn, I think it was yesterday. And this lady, a new connection, she commented and said, oh my gosh, your copy's great. It's speaking to me. It's such a shame that I don't have the money right now to work with you. So, you know, I am getting better. So, you know, I said, hey, check out my podcast. Mm. Too busy to podcast. And then she came back. I'm like, oh, my God, why have you come back? (laughs) But she commented back and she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm listening to episode X. It's great. Oh, yes. And I read those words and I'm like, you do have that 
heart fluttering moment yes but I suppose your head is also like oh my gosh what do I do with this yeah (laughs) but you're right the community is important so you know what people want more of or you know what they're like you said resonating with Mm -hmm. but I think as a new pod I don't know if anyone else feels or felt like this but I'm still in that space of (laughs) yeah yeah it's weird too because you're like, oh wait, someone's listening to like my intimate yeah. thoughts because <laughs> there's just this intimacy of podcasting, right? That it's like, oh, I'm going to say stuff on my show that I'm not going to yeah. say on Instagram, right? Or a version of me is going to be shown on my podcast that's not going to be shown on Instagram or whatever Yeah, because you just like feel this connection. Yeah, I totally feel you there. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> that I'm not alone. What's one tip you would share with new or aspiring podcasters? I would say to start, of course, would be my first thing, would be to to start. And probably to be open to feedback and not to be embarrassed, I guess is the word, because I see a lot of new podcasters embarrassed of their numbers or embarrassed like or even just being embarrassed like you said of no one talking to them like that's nothing to be embarrassed of like we probably want to work on that so your audience does talk back to you but don't be embarrassed that you feel like I'm putting out this show and like I'm getting 100 downloads or I'm getting 20 downloads or whatever as far as numbers go we're so used to these enormous numbers like 10,000 followers on Instagram etc so whenever we start a podcast and we see 40 people downloaded or you know even maybe 4,000 or whatever it may be, whatever the numbers we're used to seeing, we think like, oh my gosh, this is so low. What am I doing wrong? And you don't want to talk about it with other people because you're embarrassed, maybe. But my advice would be to not be embarrassed and instead to look at what's normal and what's not normal. Have other people grown? Where did other people start at? And allow yourself to be a beginner. Allow yourself to build that audience because I don't know if you've seen this with your clients, but I'll have clients that have a sizable following on Instagram. Only a fraction of those people are coming to the podcast Mm -hmm. and that's intended, right? Like that's going to be the case 99% of the time unless the podcast is created and then an Instagram is created from the podcast. Okay, that's a different situation, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, Instagram or whatever social media network, what have you, you know, you're attracting people that maybe they just want to look at you. I don't necessarily mean like look at how good you look, but they just want to follow you and get like your aura. Yes. But a podcast is like intimate and you're giving them the what for on the show. (laughs) So those are your closest followers. Your closest community is going to be on your show. So you're never, I don't, I shouldn't say never. It's likely that those numbers are going to be smaller than follower and that's okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head because I don't know about you, but in Facebook groups, there just seems to be such a focus on numbers. Mm. And if it's not numbers, it's monetization. Like I will always remember this post because up to this day, I can't work out if he was a hundred percent serious, but basically it was, I started my podcast two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago. How can I start to monetize it? I need to leave my full-time job. I was just like, Like, please let's bring it back. This is not why we start a podcast. I think you need to maybe, you know, look at your goals, (laughs) look at your Mm -hmm. vision. But yeah, new people looking at these kind of posts and looking at the comments might start to feel a way about it. And there's Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. phrase about someone else's, I might be totally making this up, but someone else's 100 is not going to be your zero Mm -hmm. or something like that. So where someone else starts isn't necessarily where you're going to start. And as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. some people have, existing audiences you might not have quite a big audience but 
Again, that's a myth. You can still start a podcast Mm -hmm. and grow that audience, but don't expect the same results at the same time as someone else. Just do you, stay in your lane, and the growth and the Mm -hmm. results will come in time. I would love to know a bit more around where you see podcasting going in the next Mm. two years or so, two, three years. Yeah. So, you know, with most things, when you when you want to kind of see how an industry is growing or where it's going, you look where the money's at and who's spending money on it. And I, when I talk about money, I mean like big yeah. money, you know, like Spotify, these big players in, in the podcasting field. Spotify is buying like companies for like millions of dollars. And Apple, despite, <laughs> even though their efforts are not always effective, they also have a focus on podcasting. So I think in just seeing Kajabi, if the listeners are familiar with the course platform and Kajabi does lots of different things, but they just started a podcasting platform on Kajabi. So when you see that, you look around and see, you know, you know, you love podcasting, but what's the industry doing? That's how we can see how it's growing. So I've been saying since 2018 that we're in a boom and we still are. It is seriously the golden age of podcasting because there's so much growth to be had. There's still, I believe the number is maybe 1 billion blogs. Now I'm spacing on what the numbers are, but the crazy amount of blogs, there's still just a very small fraction of the podcasts. And I like doing a lot of comparisons with podcasting and blogging because they're not the same, which is good. It's kind of like apples and oranges. But when you think of a blog and how like there are these people decades ago that had a blog and they, it was really hard to start. And now if you still have that blog, you're, you know, you've got this incredible blog, right? And you see the growth and how people probably 10 years ago thought, how many cooking blogs do we really need? Well, turns out there's a lot of space for cooking blogs because there's a million different types of cooking blogs and we all go to different ones because we like them for different reasons. I look at how blogging has blown up and see how podcasting Mm. can do the same and then also just see the investments people are making in the industry. That's a really good point. I didn't realize, I think last time I checked the stats, blogs were like, I don't know, 500 million or something. <laughs> right. So I don't think it's crazy if it's that. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? That's a lot of writing that I, yes. I can't do. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you're right. I think it's still an exciting time. I know the world mm-hmm. is slowly coming out of the pandemic. I had someone ask me the other day if I thought that, you know, people starting a podcast will slow down. And I don't think it will. I know you shared something with us students recently around September and January being those times in the year where people want to take action on different things Mm. in their business. So those are the times where people would usually start a podcast. And I have to say, you're right. I have been getting a few inquiries that want to start in September or October. Mm. And even someone mentioned 2022, which, you know, somehow is only four months away. Oh my gosh, right. So yeah, I think you're right in terms of we're still in the boom. I think it will slow down maybe a little bit. Like say, for example, if you were lucky enough to have 20 inquiries a month, maybe you might get 10 or 15, but it won't go right down to two, for example. Right. And I think that's exciting. I did have someone say to me the other day, how can I stand out from other business coaches? And I think that's something that stops or slows people down amongst other myths. But, you know, I just advised her that she is her. She, You are you. You are unique 
And they could be, and there's lots of business coaches in the online world. A lot of them probably do have a podcast, but they're all themselves and you'll all bring something different to your show. So, Mm. you know, just kind of think about how you can, if there's any sort of special spins that you can bring to your show, definitely. But it will be different by just being yourself and your knowledge and Mm. how you speak and how you partake that information will be different. So it's just, Mm. the more people I speak to, it's just interesting to see where people's minds are at. Mm. Like they want to start, but oh, I don't know. And oh, and then the thing around, oh, the tech, that's a big Mm. one. Oh, Mm. the tech. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it just can't wrap their head around the tech. (laughs) Which is funny. That reminds me of a conversation that I had with my accountant. This was a little while ago. I was, I had a call with her on switching from an LLC to an S Corp. And she was, I had been told that, oh, it's super easy to switch. Like having an S Corp is easy. It's not as easy in LLC, but it's easy. And don't worry if you're in the UK and you don't even use these, it's fine that the message will be still be clear. I said to her, she explained to me what the process was going to be like and what the ongoing um, work was going to be like. And I was like, "Ah, you know what? It seems a lot more complicated than I thought. And she goes, well, it's not going to be complicated because you're going to be paying me to do it for you. And I was like, you're right. And I was, I'm 100% going to have her do it for me. So why tell myself it's going to be complicated? It's not. (laughs) So it's it's so funny because it's like, yes, if you're DIYing your podcast, you'll have to figure out the tech, 100%. If you're hiring someone to do it for you, don't put the burden on your own mind. It's not going to be difficult. You don't even need to know it. Step aside. (laughs) That's a very, very good point. No, definitely don't. Just take on what you need to know. Don't take on anything Mm -hmm. extra than that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As far as like bringing your own spin and how do you, how do you set yourself apart in the podcasting space? I think there's pieces of like, well, what's different about your business? Like, have you acknowledged that even before you're starting a podcast, have you thought about your brand? You know, is your brand different than someone else's brand? And are you tapping into your unique strengths, your unique story? Or are you trying to make you know, another Amy Porterfield, another Jenna Kutcher, another whoever, fill in the blank. You know, if you're trying to model yourself from someone, which having mentors, I have them. Part of me is who they were. Like, I get that totally. But you have to come in back inside and see what do I actually have to give the world and my audience so that you are different. Because, you know, having a different brand is important. (laughs) We don't want to all be the same. But the the differences are small. They can be small. They can Mm -hmm. be nuances. And it's really you bringing your full self to the podcast, to the business, whatever it is. Oh, I love that. I might get you to say that again now. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I won't be able to repeat it. Exactly. Yeah, I might just edit it in twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Excellent, excellent advice. I would love to know, and this might be casting your mind back a few years, but is there anything you wish you'd known before you started your first podcast? Mm, uh, I mean, I would have, I don't know. I, I'm glad that I went in naive. If I would have known Mm. what I would know now, I wouldn't have started my first podcast. So things would have been so different, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that because of everything that's involved? Do you think that would have put you off? Oh, no, no, no. No, not not that piece of it. I was definitely willing to do the work. I just had so much learning to do, I supposed. And I, well, okay, this is what it is. 
is that we weren't clear on our topic. We talked about a lot of different things. And so we, we took us a while to get our footing and to figure out what it is that we wanted to talk about, like a long, long time. So some of that floundering, I wouldn't want to do again. I don't know if people are starting shows in that same manner, probably, and it's not bad, but yeah, so I guess I would have loved to like have a specific topic in mind of being clear on who we were serving, but also we also use the podcast to find our way. So it's one of those things where it's like the learning and, you know, if you're like me and you're doing this kind of just like, we're just going to do it, (laughs) you might go through some of that. But if, if you're real clear on what you're trying to accomplish, you won't have that problem. Yes, I have, I don't think I made this up, but my three C's of podcasting, clarity, commitment, and consistency. And yeah, clarity very much. I also have four phases of podcasting. And the first phase is the prep. Mm. And what you just mentioned will come into the prep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you can just throw yourself into it and see what comes out the other end. That was totally But as you were (laughs) talking, yeah, but I think because it wasn't attached to a brand per se, Mm -hmm. you were just two friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's totally forgiven. Right. But yeah, if you've got a business and, you know, the podcast is going to be an extension of your business, part of your marketing strategy, you do want to go into it, you know, eyes wide open with a plan Mm -hmm. and not just, what's that phrase? Throw spaghetti at the wall and see. Yep what sticks right so yeah I love that that's another tip so thank you for the additional tip yeah just map out you know the format what you're going to talk about what are you passionate because I I say that to my potential clients what are you passionate talking about Mm -hmm. even as a guest don't just oh I want to go and you know be a guest on a podcast and then you're just you know you know fish underwater (laughs) Just be really clear about what subjects you can talk passionately about for 30, 60, 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then sort of format those topics around and come up with subtopics. And it's it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to tell people that once I decided to start this podcast, I mapped out 56 topics. And that made me feel, I think it's a bit easier with podcasting because I'm going through the four phases. So I'll start with launch and I'll think about everything Mm -hmm. that could potentially come up with a launch and then the management and the growth and then eventually I'll get to monetization. Mm -hmm. So I think with podcasting, it's a little bit easier to, like it didn't take me any time at all to map those out. But if you know your topic, because it's something you're passionate about, it shouldn't, yeah, Mm -hmm. you should have the same experience. But then also what made me feel great was that I knew that I had a podcast for a year because for me, I don't have to sit and every week think, oh my gosh, (laughs) what am I going to talk about next week? I just go to my Trello board, um, do a bit of research and then record and edit and voila. Mm -hmm. So I think the prep stage is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And I think a few people don't do it as fully as they should be. Mm -hmm. Some people have done the spaghetti wall thing and it's worked. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think you just kind of want to put a bit more thought into it. So thank you so, so much for sharing that insight with us. You mentioned that you have an offer that you'd like to share with our listeners, your masterclass. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about it? 
Yes. So my masterclass is all about how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. That's what it covers. That's what I'm passionate about is working part-time hours and obviously being a podcast manager. So that's what I teach in the masterclass. I go over some of the mistakes that I made early on in my story of becoming a podcast manager and then how you can apply that and more to your own business. So people can go uh, get a seat to that at laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass. Fantastic. I will make sure that information is included in the show notes. And any social media platforms that people can find you at, stalk you, hunt you down? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram. I'm on Facebook too, in Facebook groups, but mostly on Instagram and I'm just at Lauren Wrighton. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me today. Is there any additional information you'd like to share before we wrap up? Well, thank you so much for having me. I super appreciate it. And I'm just excited to see what people have to say about this episode. I'd love to hear. So I'm excited to talk to people about it on Instagram. Feedback. Feedback is great. Give us the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much for Lauren. And we will speak soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then. Bye.